Okay. And we did it. See, I'm checking. I got lines. Oh, I got levels. I got some levels. I got them. Great. Yeah. Yes. Let me move. I want to move this around. I want to see your face. Yeah, me too. I mean, I want to see your face. Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah so... I, yeah. Uh, oh. What's up? I got to give you a little... <laughs> oh, what? Uh, go, okay, just adjusting the mic just a little bit there. Not not my mic, but my headphones. Um, okay, here we go. Ladies, gentlemen, and gender-neutral fans all across the globe, welcome to the fourth Adam Sandler podcast. Okay, well... If we could get some reverb on that, just like some podcasts you want more reverb on it a lot of reverb Uh, something like that (laughs) yeah i don't know if that's all reverb (laughs) no that's not you're right yeah hey um we never yeah there you go uh should we introduce ourselves a little bit because we never have done that (laughs) well that yeah so that was what i was thinking is if we were to do like a huge intro song yeah it could be like, you know, it could kind of mix like heavy metal with sitcom introduction kind of thing. Oh, yeah. You know? What do you think? Like, like uh, so I say the fourth Adam Sandler podcast, and then it's like, really cool sounding. Yeah, yeah. Like the covert watch sound, but cooler. And then uh, we have like music playing and like a theme song. And like, and then this like announcer comes on. And he's like, oh, "It's it's the fourth Adam Sandler podcast uh, with your hosts." And then it like makes a cool sound, like some kind of like sound that would mean something though. And then it's like, "Yo, I'm Justin. You can call me Jay." Uh, and then and and his co-host. And then it's like. And then like a dinosaur roar, and they're like, "It's me, Chris, and you yeah. can call me C." <laughs> yeah. And then it's just, Sweet. and then the outro of kind of the other music I is was, like. Dun, 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 dun. I was trying to think what my actually. Let's just be, but, uh, so yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you, but you came up I with think, a great one. <laughs> yeah. Yep. We'll never forget. Um, also, I'm really excited about it because I think I just made our intro theme. We can just use oh, yeah. what I just said just as the intro. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but heavy reverb. Got to be heavy reverb. But, okay, but yeah, go ahead and introduce yourself. Okay. <laughs> oh, no. I think we already did. That was it. Are you sure, C? <laughs> <laughs> That's never going to work. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. I'm I I am Justin though, and yeah, and um, I am Chris. I'm a PhD student in literature, and I am not. Yep. All right. Let's uh, get on with this today. We're talking about Pixels. This is an Adam Sandler movie. Um, it came out in 2015, uh, directed by Chris Columbus, who you might know from movies such as Home Alone, mm. Rent. And mm. the first two Harry Potter films. Wow. Wow. Also, I actually didn't I didn't look into old Chris. And yeah. That, Chris. Other yeah, Chris. That's, but. that's his resume. And some other things, wow. too, I think. Uh, I, he might have written the movie Gremlins. Uh, that would need a fact check on okay. that. Someone 
would want to list if someone wants to look into that and write in. So yeah, Kevin, grow, grow Kevin, if you're listening, can, Kevin's yeah. our fact-checking guy. You're right. He writes in, and then after the fact, we go back and record the actual, the facts. Yeah. Um, and written, or at least co-written by uh, Tim Hurley of other Adam Sandler films. And funny thing about Tim Hurley, I was just uh, watching a sketch comedy from someone named Martin Hurley, a pretty young-looking guy no, doing some funny no, stand, uh, no. sketch comedy stuff. And I was like, is there a relation? And I was trying to figure it out. And the closest that I got in the brief time that I was <laughs> investigating was just that Tim Hurley he has uh, retweeted uh, multiple Martin Hurley he, uh, sketch comedy videos. So if anybody mm. out there uh, wants to do a little investigation on that, and write in and tell us uh, that would be the fourth dude. I don't. I don't remember <laughs> what is that? What's our email? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Might as well plug it now. Oh, right? our, our email. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. T T at gmail dot com. <laughs> okay, no. Um, it's the number four, and then the letters A S podcast at gmail dot com. That's four A S podcast at gmail dot com, and it says that Martin is related to Jane Herlihy and Timothy Patrick Herlihy Sr. What does? On on whitepages.com. <laughs> what what does? Uh whitepages.com. Oh, okay. So, cool. and he looks is it the like same Tim Herlihy, so definitely the guy. Okay. That, that's that's him. That's his okay. son. Okay. Okay. So, what we Sweet. so that's stuff. that's how Yeah, that's our in, I think. Anyway, he wrote the movie or co-wrote the movie. Uh, this is Pixels, okay. the movie we're talking about today. Uh, interesting factoid based on a uh, French short film uh, that came out in 2010, also called Pixels, in which uh, basically uh, old video game pixelated characters, but in stunning 3D graphics of the time, uh, kind of uh, take over New York City. And just uh, ultimately take over the entire world. Yes, yeah. Did you watch it's, it? Uh, yeah, I did. Yeah, man, it's I like watched two it minutes too. And yeah, very neat. Yeah, yeah. We, we've been we're we're taking this seriously now, folks. We have a whole Google Doc <laughs> that we're doing. We wa- we did some research this time. We're like, what are we doing? We spent what two or three years of our life. I don't know. But like, yeah, two, I've been stalking Martin Hurley. Like, like, yeah, I know where that guy lives. We're like, why are we no, half-assing? probably one of the most meaningful projects that is in our life right of our now. entire lives <laughs> this thing got me through a lot of shit yeah for this sure. podcast for it has seen me through sure. some things um you want me to drop in on a little synopsis i wrote up yeah do it okay <clears throat> uh here we go Pixels follows the story of ex-arcade whiz Sam Brenner, whose adult life finds him working as an IT specialist akin to Best Buy's Geek Squad. Sam has no real prospects or ambitions, but when aliens receive a transmission from the 80s that shows off vintage arcade classics, they mistake it as a call to war and invade planet Earth using those same characters and strategies. What? When military interventions fail, Sam is called upon by his best friend, Will Chewy Cooper, who now happens to be the President of the United States. 
to save the world. Sam and his old gamer buddies Ludlow the Wonder Kid Lamonsoff and Eddie the Fire Blaster Plant and love interest all-around badass Lieutenant Colonel Violet Von Patton join up to stop the aliens from pixelating the entire planet. But will it be enough, or will they run out of coins? <laughs> That's it. That's the That's movie. It. That's Man. what happens. Uh, there was a typo in there, and it really shook me. Oh, oh man. Oh, I hate that. Yeah. Um, man, yeah. There was I, no I, verb. I to... <laughs> yeah. I hate when you're reading something for a, a, a presentation or something, and then, like, even if you're just recording it, and then it's like there's a typo or something, and then you're just like, but. It, <laughs> and then you have to get back into it somehow. I am the most rudimentary machine in existence, and I yeah. cannot move I past know. this hurdle. Even though you wrote it, and you should know what it says, then you're just like, oh. Yeah. At the moment, I at first don't I thought you were just thing. telling me. <laughs> at first, I thought you were just telling me. I really hate when you read something. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, good stuff. So yeah, that's right, that's yeah. the movie. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, what are you? What are your thoughts about it? What you? Thoughts you on think? the movie? Well, let's see. Um, I thought let's start at the beginning. I suppose. Well, let's, Ooh, uh, let's start with the cast. Actually. Okay. Let's, the, let's do it, that. The beginning of the cast. I don't know either one. Uh, the cast. Have we talked about that? Uh, that includes you know Adam I Sandler. I dropped actually I don't think I name dropped anybody except Adam Sandler so we've got we've got Will Chewy Cooper, yeah. the President of the United States, um, which yeah, is yeah. A, a returning role. This is you know we've got to have our standbys in an Adam Sandler movie unless it's half the Adam Sandler movies where he doesn't have his standbys. <laughs> but uh, played by Kevin James, yeah, um, turns in a turns in a great performance. Um, Seems to have a better uh, relationship with his wife in this one. Kevin James repeatedly has bad relationships that's with true. his wife. Yeah, um, I wonder where that comes from. I wonder if that comes uh, from like his his own comedy, maybe or something. I don't know. Oh, I bet so. Like King if of he's Queens. That to it. Yeah, like um, uh, my wife's always nagging me because I I forget to take out the trash. Yeah. I said I you know I said well where you know if I do that where's your mother gonna sleep. Uh, that's good thanks thanks uh and then we've got some some new faces uh so ludlow the wonder kid laminsoff is a real like quintessential nerd type um yeah yeah you know still still lives with uh grandma nothing wrong with living with grandma but i'm just saying what people think of as the quintessential right yeah obsessed with grandma's basement yeah, obsessed with uh, Lisa. Is it Lisa the the warrior? Something like that. He's obsessed with a, a pretty woman from a pretty woman uh, from a uh, old eighties video game. And actually, fun fact: this uh, the game is called Dojo Quest. I think uh, this oh. is not. This is the only game I think in the movie that is not a real game. Okay. Because I guess Pac-Man is real. Yeah. You wouldn't believe that, Shit, folks. I got to um, play that. Yeah, it's, it's good. The dude was chomping away. I was <laughs> yeah. like, that looks fun. Yeah. It's very, like, uh, it appeals to your id, I think. 
Yeah. Much, so just like consume, destroy, destroy, yeah. um, run away. But yeah, I guess they just didn't want him to. Well, I was gonna say ah, uh, we can't get into spoilers just yet. No, oh, this but, is uh, we are not in the spoiler we're not in triangle. The spoiler yet. triangle, and then maybe like a kind of like yeah. Um, but we're not, so we don't have to do the sound effect. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I, I think there was a reason that they wanted him to... He's obsessed with this character. And I, I was going to say, I think it's because they didn't want him to... Uh, well, I don't know. I guess maybe they couldn't get the rights to the one from uh, the... the Oh, man. What's it called? Dragon Slayer or something? Dragon? I, I'm trying to think what games from the 80s had like an attractive woman as... like. Yeah, it, it felt very so she she it. has ninja she has katanas and that was yeah. actually so a dojo game makes sense but it was kind of surprising to me that she had katanas because she felt like one of those like heavy metal barbarian women, yeah for sure like scantily clad barbarian yes, women yes yes yeah which you were just talking about Conan the barbarian so off um, off but uh, off yeah off the air mark. yeah off off the airwaves yeah um, you got to be a Patreon subscriber to hear our Conan the barbarian conversations. Um. Yeah. So so he's yeah. in it. Uh, the, um, She's a very Ludlow archetypal Lamentsoff looking character. Is is played by um. Uh, Josh Gad, um, who does, who's like, I thought he was a very what? funny guy. Um, Josh Gad. Josh Gad plays Ludlow Lemonsoff. Josh uh, Gad. Yeah, Josh Gad. What Joshua Gad. Joshua Ilan Gad. Do what? <laughs> Josh Gad. Uh, <laughs> ah, yeah. Josh Gad. Um, and then Eddie the Fire Blaster, play, played by Peter Dinklage. Yes. Um, you might know him from Game of Thrones. Yes. Or Elf. Yes. You ever heard of him? Oh yeah, uh, an amazing actor, he and he an brings it here. Actor. He is, yeah. Um, also, he just plays amazing people, like Eddie the Fire Blaster playing, yeah. who is just this teenager who oh, thinks man. he is yeah. the hottest shit in the world, um, or you know, uh, Tyrion Lannister. Peter Dinklage brings such like know, gravitas to whatever role to he's any doing. Role. <laughs> and I think that's what's amazing about him. I mean, Tyrion Lannister is a role that calls for it very much mm -hmm. so um and but then also an elf also in this movie he brings his like gravitas to the role <laughs> and i think it's but these are yeah. dumb roles that he's playing and i think it makes it very funny that he's he approaches them seemingly with the uh i don't know just the seriousness as if he's doing a shakespearean or uh i guess prestige yeah. tv hbo <laughs> tv show role People are just rolling, uh, you know, behind the scenes. Like this guy is acting like he cares. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that, which this guy's acting. I mean, we're yeah, we're we're not to our thoughts on the movie really just yet, but I think it elevated it. I think Peter Dinklage elevated this movie to For in sure, my eyes yeah. and made it a lot more fun to watch. But so some other, yeah, I think that's a good way of putting it because there are a lot of a lot of actors have been involved in Adam Sandler movies and have helped to elevate it. Um, yeah. I think other ones in this one, Brian Cox plays a general. Yeah. Um, who's just like this hard ass general um, who really wants to just fight these 
aliens and does not trust these nerds to be able to figure out what's going on. Um, I think he does a great, a great job. I love him. Uh, I've loved him since adaptation. Um, he played, he played, I can't remember the name of the, the, the guy, but he played this writing guru who's a real guy. Like it's, it's based off a adaptation Uh is, is based off of a nonfiction um, essay. Um, yeah, yeah. Loosely based off of, but the, but the guy that Brian Cox plays is a guy in real life. And Uh anyway, um, and then Michelle Monaghan plays uh, Lieutenant Colonel Violet Von Patten. Yeah, I thought the the I thought the chemistry between her and Adam Sandler was great. Uh, between Violet Von Patten and uh, um, Sam Brenner was was great. And like mm-hmm. the the first half of the movie when they're like getting to know each other, they like have this kind of a friendly intimate moment, and then Sam Brenner thinks it means something more than it does, and then they have this like kind of back and forth battle as you know, he discovers that she works for the gut, you know, as a, as a Colonel and she discovers that he's a total loser, but he happens to be best friends with the president of the United States, which, which happens a lot. Right. I, I, I feel uh-huh. like that every president has their, their total loser. What's, oh man. Um, what's, what was, uh, was it Jimmy Carter who had the brother <laughs> who had like his uh, own beer friend? Oh, I don't know. I don't know yeah, anything about that, but I want now. I want to try that beer. Cut. That's a deep cut from. Uh, I that's only know great. that because I used to read uh, collected editions of Mad Magazine when I was a kid uh, that were from the seventies. So they would have, oh yeah, they'd be like, oh yeah, Jimmy Carter and his like his just kind of his redneck brother with the beer brand, Billy Beer. <laughs> I think it was called. Billy and I was Beer. Just like I, yeah, and I was like, I don't know who these people are, but it's funny because it's Mad Magazine. <laughs> I like that. I don't know what beer is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what this guy makes means. it. Yeah. Um, so we also have uh, Sean Bean. Yeah, Sean Bean. Boromir and he Ned Stark. We have two. We have two, two Game, Game of Thrones, Thrones yeah. people in this. 2015. It was. Was that? When did the show come out? That was yeah. Was that, uh, was like I mean, it, it was on for like or? seven years, so definitely 2015. Yeah. It, that was that was that was like peak for like insiders, you know, peak for fans who like day one fans like me, you know. Oh yeah. But yeah. then like, and then you got all your stragglers who're like, oh yeah, I've always loved Game of Thrones. I binged it. I was yeah. like, well, I couldn't binge it. Okay, I freaking started. You had to watch it. Season three, and I had yeah. to watch it week by week, and then I went back to watch season one and two, and I didn't even get the deal. Anyway. Um, and then uh, Jane Krakowski, Ashley Benson, and um, I, I feel like now's a good time to kind of think about some of the cameos because uh, one of the cameos I really liked that I caught was um, uh, Lainey Kazan, who is Ludlow's grandma. Um, okay. But she's awesome. And she's only in it briefly, but as soon as I saw her, I was like, that is uh, Nick Schwarzden's mom from you don't mess with the zohan she's the one who sleeps with zohan and you know nick swarston is like upset about it but not upset enough to you know say anything about it or really do anything but um so yeah i thought that was a great uh return and nick swarston is in this briefly as an emt bystander kind of guy um but i want to ask something um so 
Nick. Okay, Nick Swarsden usually plays Adam Sandler's creepy slash nerdy sidekick, right? And by usually, I mean yeah. like he's done it in probably like four movies right. in the lot. last yeah. like ten movies we've watched. Yeah, like he's it's a consistent kind of type for him to play. Yeah. This is the first time we have Josh Gad in the movie. Uh, in a movie of Adam Sandler's and he's playing Ludlow Lemon. And I just thought the whole time this role feels typecasted for Nick Swarsden. This yeah. feels like it should have been, it, it was intended to be Nick Swarsden's role. Um, and I just kind of wanted to pick your brain about that. Did you get that feeling too? Did you feel like Josh Gad did a good job? Um, you know, what are you thinking? I did think Josh yeah, did a good job, and I think that I, I didn't get that feeling when watching it. And I, I think I liked Josh Gad in this more than I would have liked Nick Swordson in that role. Because I don't know why. <laughs> he seemed more... I mean, Nick Swordson would have been a little bit different, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, Josh Gad really fit exactly the, um, like the stereotype nerd who lives in his mm-hmm. grandma's basement uh, caricature that he was doing. Whereas I think Nick Swardson would have been a little bit more like Nick Swardson. Yeah. <laughs> as he is in all these other movies. I don't know what yeah. the guy's like in real life. There was, um, there's a vulnerability to Josh Gad that I mm-hmm. don't think Nick mm-hmm. Swardson could have landed. I think he could have gone to greater extremes in the scenes. Yes, for sure. I think he would have done things a little, pushed it a little bit further in the scenes, but there's something about Josh Gad that's like, you're creepy, you're weird, you're nerdy, Yeah. but I I kind of just want to give you a hug, man. Yeah. I yeah. don't know. There's something There's something about it. There, there's, I, yeah, I guess vulnerability is like the best way I could put Maybe it. So, and I, yeah. I hadn't, until you started talking about it, I hadn't thought about it like that. But yeah, I don't think Nick would have worked. It, it still, to me, feels like a role that they thought been, about for yeah. him, or they, you know, they they had considered. Or maybe it's just a standard role that always happens in Adam Sandler movies, and I just didn't notice. <laughs> like, oh wait, he always has the nerdy sidekick. Yeah, but, I don't, I don't uh, know. Yeah, ostensibly yeah. they're all nerds, but. Josh Gad's That's the true. only one that is a... Uh, well, except Adam Sandler. He's not really a nerd. That son of a bitch saves the world. Kinda, oh, my God. <laughs> he's a hero. But also, spo- In every spoiler movie. alert, he saves the world. Oh, he's also really good at basketball. Yeah. Um, gets all the ladies. He's not really... Yeah, him. I guess he isn't really a nerd. I don't. The movie doesn't even try to make him a nerd. He just happened to be good at... Like, really good at old arcade games which it doesn't even paint as nerdy just kind of uh useless in the modern world until he's in this specific context yeah he's he's not a nerd i mean and i I think he's just adam sandler (laughs) yeah like Ludlow Lemon is a nerd he you know again lives in his grandma's basement he's obsessed with video games still right Um, He's a, he's a conspiracy theorist, but yeah. Adam Sandler, even in the the intro, which maybe we could talk about now, but the the intro, which is your kind of standard throwback to the eighties, uh-huh. 
Adam Sandler's character is not a nerd. He's just a normal kid who discovers arcade games and is immediately really, really good at them. Right, which is the opposite of a nerd arc, which is that whether you're good at it or not, you find it to be this escape or this space where you can go and feel like you're yourself or you're free from whatever Mm -hmm. is bedeviling you in the outside world, like the bullies or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah. To what, I I don't really know what to what extent that's true anymore now that nerd culture's essentially taken over the entire pop culture landscape. <laughs> but um, certainly at that time, it's that's the way it's presented. Uh, yeah. So Josh Gad becomes obsessive about this this stuff, this space that he can build for himself. Mm-hmm. Whereas um, the Adam Sandler character is just like, oh, let me try this. Oh, I'm really good at it. I guess I'll do that. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Exactly. It could have been anything. And then after that kind of doesn't go anywhere for him, he's just like, well, I'll I'll get a job, I guess. You know, they paint that as like such a pathetic thing. Like, oh, he's a part of the geek squad. That's like, oh, he's working full. He has a full time job. job. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's what everybody does. Just because he like chose the wrong career path. It has nothing to do with, I mean, they're saying, you know, oh yeah, he's like destined for greater things, and we know we find out what that is. Yeah, uh, but um, but yeah, it's like okay, he's like into IT stuff. He installs, you know, entertainment center systems and stuff like like that. That's that's a needed job. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like that's oh anyway, classism. I swear. Right. Yeah. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to no. talk about it. God damn it. Um, but that is funny. Yeah. I, I thought um, the, um, it was nice to see that kind of like standard intro that we've come to expect. Like there's got to yeah. be, uh, you know, a little thing to see what's going on in their youth that kind of sets them on this trajectory. Uh-huh. Um, very, yeah, very obsessed with like nostalgia slash yes. trauma. You know, and, and in a sense you might... So what happens in in the intro is he um, goes to the World Arcade Championships and gets beat by um, Eddie the Fire Blaster Plant. Um, And then from there, it seems like it's all downhill for him. I mean, he he gets a job with uh, the the nerd... uh, What's it called? Nerd... Nerd something. Uh, It's like Nerd Brigade, I think is what it's called. Oh, um, it's not even the Geek Squad. The Geek Squad is the real version. Yeah, So he's yeah. in the Nerd Brigade. The Nerd Brigade is what it's called. I didn't even catch that um, it wasn't the real one. <laughs> I don't know. It could have been the real one. Product placement. Yeah, yeah. I love um, it. Gotta love it. Um, I thought that the transition... There was a really... I rarely think about the transitions that happen in these movies from like scene to scene, Uh but I thought the transition from the intro to, you know, the past to present Mm. was great because he's just lost the game. He's bummed out. And Kevin James's uh, teenage character. um, No, Kevin James wasn't playing the teenage character. I should clarify. Will Cooper as a teenager um, is, trying to reassure him and he's talking about like all of the girls that they think all of the famous actresses that they are you know famous women that they mm-hmm. think are attractive um and then as they're like going back and forth naming different people it switches to them in a bar as adults as an it guy and a president doing the mm-hmm. same thing 
Um, so I, I thought the transition was just like mm-hmm. aesthetically satisfying. Like yeah. that's a that's a that is a well done transition. Ooh. Nice, nice, uh-huh. nice. I have um, something else. I have something to say about that, but I want you to finish what you're where you're going. Okay, yeah. The only other thing I was going to say is that what I also like about it is that Adam Sandler immediately calls them out for doing it he's like why are we still doing this this is creepy we're too Mm -hmm. old for this it's weird and i thought that feels like a direct callback to them and grown-ups sitting in the chairs ogling david spade's daughters yeah um which we spent a lot of time talking about when we recorded grown-ups but that's all i have to say (laughs) yeah Yeah, that is good uh and another thing about that i want to go back to the trend you thought that it was a good transition that was aesthetically pleasing for just a moment but also that makes me think. Now, I I think I missed it. I think you uh, glitched for a second. Uh, you pixelated, perhaps. Not oh really. God, That's not a thing. It's happening. Um, <laughs> but, uh, the I, pixels. I miss, I miss the actress that plays the uh, the love interest in this. But what was her name? Oh, Michelle Monaghan. Michelle Monaghan. I did. I think that she is the same age as Adam Sandler. I think I looked oh, this up, okay. and I thought that was cool that uh, he wasn't dating someone who was like ten or twenty years younger than him. I think he's in it must be in his forties or fifties in this movie. Yeah. Um, I guess I don't know. It came out five years ago. How old is he now? I don't know. Seventy-two. Some fan I out to be. Holy shit! <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> No, but Some I, was, fan I, I think yeah, I think I did note that. I was just like, oh, that's actually like they're around the same age. That isn't the now. Of course, she's very beautiful, <laughs> but and he's uh, not just, very beautiful. So no, is I think he. he's a oh, handsome man. So is he, um, but but maybe he doesn't have like quite movie star like stereotypical good looks. Uh, I think he's certainly good looking, just as like a regular guy type good looks yeah I don't yeah know. yeah yeah anyway i want to get back to um but also <laughs> how uh, attractive adam sandler the, is yes. it's the, he's got a nice nose waiting. strong nose i like it i didn't think so when we started the podcast but no you know you don't think so at first you like you spend enough time with somebody and you're just like dang why didn't i see this at the beginning mm, mm. um but I want to get back to the transition thing. Uh, there were, I, I almost feel like it's too subtle for me to pinpoint where, what the exact uh, examples of this might be, but I felt like the whole thing was a little bit, it was put together a little bit better than a typical Happy Madison, I don't know, romp. Uh, just in terms mm. of little directorial touches or editing touches or whoever, I don't know. Maybe it's a mistake to put that all in the hands of the director. But I was wondering, is this Chris Columbus who um, is good at making something kind of, I don't know, aesthetically slick, I guess? Yeah, yeah. Like very comp- very competent. I don't know. I'm not trying to knock him either. Um, but... Yeah, absolutely. He puts together something very pleasing uh, to watch, I think. And I felt like this was had some of that. But 
I almost don't know where it more, was other than yeah, maybe more some... pleasing to watch. Sorry, more more pleasing to watch than other films, you know, such as 2006's American fantasy comedy drama film Click, directed by Frank Caracci. Or perhaps, yeah. Okay. I, don't know, I felt like hmm. there were little floor, like little touches. Uh, I think at one point the camera follows the pixel alien monsters as they're coming out of the ship. And it like follows them down to earth mm, or something like yeah. that just these little things and i was like oh this feels like it's put together by someone that has you know maybe this isn't their like masterpiece but this is something they've like we, i've made many of these things before i've made uh home alone <laughs> and two harry potter films for example <laughs> i know how to and make i've probably made of... other movies i just yeah. uh, you know regardless my point yeah. is <laughs> it's possible i wrote gremlins i don't remember if someone could send me the link to the wikipedia page that's me speaking as chris columbus um, oh okay you can't always remember what you did but uh yeah it just it had that feel to it yeah it's like okay um i wonder if part of that could just be the budget like we're mm, dealing with yeah. a movie i mean i think Adam Sandler is known for his let's get together over the summer and we're going to make a movie with my friends and some directors and some people. Yeah. And, and then this feels more like a, let's make kind of a blockbuster type movie. Let's make, you know, hundreds of millions. Yeah. Hundreds Mm -hmm. of millions of dollars. And, um, and, but then when it comes to budget, then that's just a trickle down. Like, yeah, the direct, you know, the directing is going to be different. The editing, the music, mm-hmm. the, you know, acting um, is going to be different. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I yeah. think so. I think that's absolutely. So I think I was picking up on that without really knowing quite. That makes sense. How to yeah. uh, verbalize it or not knowing, not having the vocabulary of filmmaking to be like, ah, they did this technique here. This, they edited it this way. But I yeah. did kind of get the sense as I was watching it. But uh, maybe I was just... Yeah, I feel that for sure. Enraptured by the I, I also just want to say, you know, Adam Sandler actually does a pretty good job of being opposite, you know, playing characters opposite actresses who are about his same age. Like I'm thinking mm-hmm. Selma Hayek, Jennifer mm-hmm. Aniston, Drew Barrymore. Yeah. These are all... That's true, um, yeah. You know, and I think that's... Yeah, that's that's great. And then it's movies like that the Cobbler the norm, yeah. that didn't that wasn't really an Adam Sandler movie where he's playing opposite somebody that he's like fifteen or twenty years older than. And yeah. she's not like a huge character, but right. it's definitely obvious maybe, that she's much yeah. younger than him. And maybe it's not a um, re- maybe it's not a recurring thing in uh, Adam Sandler movies. Maybe it's just a recurring thing in Hollywood movies in general. Absolutely. Because you're right. Yeah. Now that you just named that, I was like, that is true. All those around the same age, and that is often his love interest i think that as we've but then you get a yeah you get a hollywood bigwig in there and like tom mccarthy and he's like (laughs) oh yeah put him in there with some you know someone who's you know 30 or 29 you know it's like geez you know yeah clearly uh tom mccarthy was just like uh just like i just want to crank some cash out of this baby when he made the cobbler (laughs) It's got to be straight-laced, straight to the point. I just want your standard movie. You know, nothing weird in this one. Nothing yeah. eccentric. Uh, you'll have to listen to our episode on The Cobbler to really appreciate yeah. that joke. Yes. Um, 
Tom McCarthy was also but at in Tom... this movie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Go ahead. He was in this movie. He plays. He is. He plays. Uh, yeah i sure am i saw tom mccarthy and i thought holy shit i think that's alan covert and i had to rewind i mean rewind by that i mean like you know scrub backward to see it again and i was like okay that's probably not alan covert never mind but uh, it's tom mccarthy and he plays michael the robot um it's important that you know that i thought it was alan covert though because I think Tom McCarthy looks like Alan Covert, and I talked about that in the last episode. And I promise this was not like intentional. It just so happened that as I was watching, I sincerely thought that Tom McCarthy was Alan Covert again. So maybe they are related in some way. Um, regardless, yeah. Regardless, Alan Covert is in this one. Did you catch it, Chris? I didn't. No, I missed him. He's back. Oh man, it was it was good. It's it feels like it's been too long, um, but it always feels that way, doesn't it? He plays a disgruntled protester at the beginning when Chewie and uh, and Sam are leaving the bar. Um, there's a, a line of protesters out front, and they're like, "You don't care about babies, and uh, you just want a, another war, and all this kind of stuff." And then. Uh, a man yells, you're ruining the country. And it's good old Alan Covert dressed like a, kind of like a Vietnam vet um, with a big like uh, flak jacket kind of thing. Oh, on. okay. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I was like, man, that's an early and strange cameo. I wonder how he's going to be involved in the rest of the movie. And the answer is he's not <laughs> at all. No. He's not in it anywhere else. No, he's But not. he does have a... A one-second scene uh, and one glorious line. Yeah. It's, it's good to have you back, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Got a lot of other cameos in, All right, in, yeah, in, yeah. in this one. A lot of family cameos. That's true. Did Actually, you, yeah. I was, I was kind of fascinated. Those? One of the... Um, well, I think you're probably going to... No, I don't know who you're going to say, actually. But... Why don't you say? Because mine might be a digression. Who is the what cameos oh, did you okay. notice? I, I just Jay. so his as usual, uh, or, or or as is common now it seems. Um, his wife Jackie Sandler is in this one. She serves as a presidential aide, um, and the Sandler girls are in it too. I think one of them plays a Girl Scout who gets her lemonade money stolen um, early on, and then someone else is in like uh, one, one of the other girls is in a choir of some kind. Um, so yeah. And then what was yours going to be, Chris? Was it going to be a Sandler or Sandler related person? No. Oh, okay. So Jared Sandler, I am guessing is related to Adam Sandler and he also plays a white house aide. Don't know. And then yeah. this name stood out to me. Chris Tetone plays somebody. I forget who. Because uh, I forgot to write that part down. But I think that's Jackie Sandler's maiden name, which makes me feel like I know too much about Adam Sandler's personal <laughs> life. You probably <laughs> but I think do, Chris, yeah. 
I think I do. But Damn. Chris Tetona, I think, is somehow related to them. And I okay. know where he lives. No, Mystery I don't. Mystery cameo. Maybe uh, the people at home can figure this out. I actually don't. Call the police. Yeah. <laughs> don't figure this yeah. out. Don't, I was going to say, don't figure it out. No one. Just, yeah. Let's have Trust a me, I'm getting paid to make an Adam Sandler. I'm not getting paid to make an Adam Sandler podcast, and I'm not looking into it. You shouldn't. Yeah, either. don't don't look into that stuff too much. Um, cameos. My favorite cameo. <laughs> cameo. Cameo. Um, anybody else you got? Uh, let, let me hear yours. I'm excited about this possible digression. We never oh, okay. we never get digressions in our podcast, so it's nice to have one. Okay. Uh, just, I thought maybe you were going to mention the, um, old eighties. So, and this is actually, so this is kind of fun. Uh, the reason the aliens are attacking the earth is because they sent a space probe up that had videos of old eighties pop culture. Uh, and I thought that's an interesting, uh, parallel to men, women, and children, which also started with a space probe going up. You are absolutely anyway, fun right. Fact, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's good. Not much you could really make of that there, other than just uh, I don't know. Let's think about space probes more. Probably. Wait a minute. What if we were? Well, you know, you are now crossing the plane. But I don't have okay, anything. Hear me. Do you, do you get, oh, no, okay. no. Here, let me hear you out on this. Go ahead. What's your theory? <laughs> Oh my god! No, I will hear you out. I have nothing. Um, okay, so we talked. It's been a while, um, but I, I feel like the last really strong one was bedtime stories, where we could could feel that the kind of the Adam Sandler multiverse was populated by all of these different characters, yeah. but some of them had this kind of meta relationship um, where they where they recognized that they were in Adam Sandler movies at the same time that they were in recognizing that, not realizing they were still stuck in an Adam Sandler movie. It's like you get out of the matrix and you're eating your gruel and you don't realize, Oh wait, I'm just in another matrix. Like there are just levels to the matrix and I haven't gotten all the way out. Um, so I say that to say that, Hang on, hang on. It's like right Get on it. the tip of my tongue. Get it. The aliens are essentially a. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's an interesting. There's something symmetry. there. Give me time. Yeah. 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 Also, just a it's cool a little callback yeah. to that movie. It was like he Maybe that so. was in that movie, and yeah. then they were like, "Well, how did? Why do the aliens attack? We, you know, the French film doesn't really explain why the aliens attack. We need some so, reason yeah. for it." Oh wait, what about like the Challenger Maybe or movie, Voyager? Uh, Maybe um, that movie blew their mind. Yeah, it seems like they just really liked it. Yeah. Uh. Well, anyway, uh, the cameos. So they send this up. Uh, into space, the aliens see it. It also has footage of Ronald Reagan, Holland Oates. Uh, what's the show where he's like, the plane, the plane? 
Oh, Fantasy Island. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what is it? Sorry, I just I, thought, I heard something odd. Um, I don't want to investigate. Uh, I think I heard pixels. Yeah. Oh my god. Pixels. Oh, they're here. They're here. Uh, yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be cool if we did like sketches. Anyway. Yeah. Um, getting distracted. Uh, Ronald Reagan. Um, so when they send Madonna. him back down, Madonna is in it too. Uh, when they send the aliens <laughs> respond in messages that are this video footage of these '80s icons that were presumably sent up in the uh, space. Uh, what, what did you call that? Spaceship probe. <laughs> probe. Space. Um, uh, and so they come back and they give their messages that we're going to attack you, you're in a competition, you have to beat the different uh, video game characters. Um, they sent it in the form of just these 80s figures delivering this message. And I thought, I was wondering how they did that because they have different, uh, more and more we see like different computer technology or uh, CGI that replicates the image of somebody uh or i was wondering if they did that or if they just found the exact clip where they're like we can dub something and then of course they got some mm. kind of impersonator to do the dubbing i don't know i thought that was kind of neat <laughs> yeah i did too i also so well i was watching you know I, I i don't know for sure but when i was watching my guess was that they had hired someone who had a mouth that looked close enough to Madonna or Hall and Oates or oh. Ronald Reagan. And then they, f they had them perform the scene and then they superimposed the original scene over them, everything except their mouth. Probably. Yeah. So that they could just, cause there were times when the mouth was moving and it just, it didn't, it looked a work. little, hmm. yeah, off to me. But I wasn't look, watching on the greatest quality, so I don't know for sure. Interesting. I had to watch it on my old Atari. Probably. <laughs> which I thought was, was cool, you know, because yeah. it's vintage games. But, yeah, yeah, it was. I don't think I appreciated a lot of the special effects. Right. Yeah. yeah. And you're talking about the Atari Jaguar, the uh, 90s mm -hmm. video game system that completely flopped. Yeah, that was also a car, which, like, yeah, how could yeah, that yeah, ever yeah. work? Yeah. <laughs> Goodness. Um, uh, yeah. Cameos. Well, there are some others, but maybe we'll, they're not worth talking about. Yeah. Unless no. you want to talk about them. I mean, I love Serena uh, Williams. Jokes. But yeah, I just, okay. Yeah, it's there's just... The one. But, but I don't need to talk about it. I'd rather get into the, the meat of the movie. You know, what, oh, what was... What was driving this movie? You know yeah. what? What's at the heart of this thing? Let's rest. Let's wrestle that down. You know. Oh fuck yeah! Yeah, around the. Uh, I guess this is a bit now. Just number brewski number two, two ski. Brewski number two ski. <laughs> yeah. I um, like that a lot. Yeah. Uh it was crazy at the end of the cobbler what? when you were on like brewski number Dude. nine ski and you're just oh like God, slurring yeah. your way through that like 
right. co- that acapella cover of the whole soundtrack. It was great. I mean, it was just like, wow. So. It's called a Klezmer. Klezmer. Mm. The style of music is called Klezmer. Um, Klezmer. Yeah, you want to wrestle with what's driving the movie? or? Yeah. Just well, because I had, a, I had a thought Whatever about you it. Want, man. You know, I, you know, I think the movie the movie has a strong character drive in the first half hour, 45 minutes or so. There are mm-hmm. like these different characters. They're competing for various forms of attention. Like Adam Sandler wants to, you know, wants to be appreciated. He's interested in Colonel and uh, Michelle Monaghan's character. Um, she wants to be, you know, seen as respectable and, you know, like a colonel and stuff. Um, the president wants you know, wants America to believe in him and for his approval rating to get better. Um, his wife wants to spend quality time with him. You know, the general wants to bomb every fucking place on the planet. <laughs> he finds out that like, it's, it's Galaga. They're like, yeah, Galaga is invading. And he's like, well, let's bomb Galaga. He doesn't uh-huh. even, you know, he doesn't even know like his geography. Um, and that for me felt like, like lend lent itself to like very good pacing and, and compelling, mm-hmm. uh, you know, mm-hmm. story development. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, Hey, aliens are invading and we have to use game strategies to stop them. And then it felt like the movie was aliens are invading and we have to use game strategies to stop them. And here we go for the next hour and a half. Yeah. Uh, and that was something I liked less than the other thing. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I saw you wrote down, and I, I noted it too, that um, also, well, what I wrote down for myself was that um, if they wouldn't have them stand there and fire the machine guns, they would have them in some kind of, like, uh, control room, right? Shooting <laughs> drones up at them. Yeah, yeah. I guess... But, uh, because they, yeah, they wouldn't be on the ground because that's more athletics and the whole idea is like, oh, they're good at learning these patterns. So, but that wouldn't be very exciting. So I, I guess I'm glad they didn't actually do that. Now that but no, how, it. how much more authentic if they were like, okay, go in this room and play uh-huh. this game and you're uh-huh. actually going to be controlling like a cyborg soldier and like yes. jumping around and yeah. Yeah. You'll be controlling a drone. I don't even want to open up that can of worms today. I don't um, either. But, uh, uh, modern warfare, but and of um, course they have to have the 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 warhawk like Brian Cox plays this warhawk yeah. general yeah. as like oh it's a good thing the other generals aren't like that nobody else wants to have a war here everybody else is just trying to do their very best uh-huh. <laughs> and yeah. save the planet right. nobody else is is war hungry or like going to be benefiting you mm-hmm. know capitalizing off of this yeah. But anyway, it was a good point though that like they yeah, aren't really yeah. doing anything other than being action heroes for the rest of the movie, mm-hmm. and I don't. It doesn't really fit with what supposedly their the skill set is, which they say that there's even a talk a bit where Adam Sandler's character is talking to uh, the son of the uh, uh, I forget her name again. What's her name? Um, Colonel Van, Colonel Von Patton. Okay, Colonel Von, Von. Patton's uh, daughter, or not daughter, uh, son, and uh, they're talking about how 
what he's good at is recognizing these patterns in these games. Uh, whereas the son is playing new video games where there's not as much patterns. I don't know if that's true, but he's saying, oh, well, in these you're more immersed in the world and you're just trying to pretend you're this guy who's trying not to die, is what he says. But they really just put him down there. <laughs> yeah, I, I like that I mean, he... The son says something that I think is really compelling, and then the movie mm. does not capitalize on it in any way that I could see. Uh, but the son is like, you know, those movies were about pattern. Maybe he doesn't say this, and I'm just remembering wrong. <laughs> but this essentially the idea is like, old games were about patterns. Yeah. New games are about empathy. They're about mm. putting yourself in the shoes of a character and trying to experience their life and making mm -hmm. decisions on their behalf. Yeah. Um, and I think. That's cool, and there's like a callback at the end where you know Adam Sandler's like, oh, I, I the pattern, I can't see it, and the son's like, it's not about the pattern. You're yeah. the guy. Don't right. die. Um, but but that being said, going back to what you said, like they're not just video game nerds. They are stunt drivers. They like chase uh -huh. Pac-Man around a city and just do mm -hmm. awesome car stunts the yeah. whole time. They are you know can use weapon military grade weaponry. And like mm -hmm. state of the art weaponry on aliens, and have like amazing markmanship, um, and they also like play through a real live Donkey Kong game, climbing ladders, jumping uh, over barrels, moving, doing flips. and they don't all die. Yeah, like, <laughs> they would all die. Yeah. They would just all die. I There's thought, no. Yeah. Maybe that uh, by Donkey Kong, they're doing jumps that people can't unless. I don't know. I saw uh, Kobe Bryant jump over a car. Uh, yeah. He's like a, uh, you know, RIP, but professional athlete, one of the greatest uh, athletes of all time. Uh, for sure. And he jumped over a car in a commercial for something or other. Uh, and anyway, they're jumping over barrels that are like larger than the car. Like, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. when when were you thinking happen. that like? Do you think game? <laughs> do you think game physics was was uh -huh. affecting them? You think that's what was going on? Holy shit, that's a cool... Maybe, why not? <laughs> Fuck it. That's the only way that it could make sense. Yeah, that's the only yeah. way. But also, maybe by that point, that was the movie's acknowledgement that, like, this isn't realistic. Who cares? <laughs> Whatever. What do you, Aliens what do you think would you're never watching, do man? this. Aliens yeah, would aliens never would... confuse this. Only we are that dumb. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that we could imagine confusing this for a real you yeah. know, military attack just shows how dumb we are yeah um yeah i i just um that was that was a little that was a little weird but maybe it is maybe it's just like look we're just gonna go all out because this is this is funny um i don't know but the other thing about the ending, so they beat Donkey, they, they do this Donkey Kong thing. Spoiler alert, they save planet Earth. <laughs> Although, I don't know. I It's like, I know how they save planet Earth, I just don't know why. And I that sounds weird, but like, what was... They beat Donkey Kong, and then... Okay, they go up to the spaceship they have to leave planet earth go up to the spaceship a guy comes on a screen and is like our leader is very excited to meet you and they're like okay 
and they go and they fight they climb up the ladder and they beat donkey kong and then they just go back to earth and they have won and there's no like the aliens just leave and it's just like oh aliens showed up and they wanted to invade us and we stopped them and then they left but there's no like there are the aliens are never actually characters like i don't know anything about this alien civilization or why it would mimic all of these games or what they really look like or like what's driving them to like immediately accept this challenge and like Qbert shows up in the game in the movie and he is like one of their trophies they the aliens take a human trophy if they win and one of the trophies they take is uh is colonel van patten's son um and then the the humans receive a trophy from the aliens and they get Qbert. and Qbert, when they finally decide to ask Qbert what the hell's going on it takes them like a half an hour to do that but they finally realize oh wait we could just ask this guy um He's like, Our, my planet was a peace-loving planet until your your space probe showed up, and like now they have become these people. And I just like, you got so much material here. At least show us the aliens at the very end and like a conversation with them or something. I don't know. Am I off base here? Is that unfair? <laughs> I don't know. I kind of disagree. I think uh, they shouldn't show it because then it becomes something else, and it. The thing is, is that this movie is like zeroed in on nostalgia and nothing else. Nostalgia mm. and some goofy antics and nothing else. Uh, it really is, to me, it was very similar to the experience of watching Ready Player One. Uh, and I think more enjoyable because I feel like Ready Player One maybe aspired to be something other than just like, hey, remember this shit? Just why? Just yeah. Fucking soak it up for an hour and a half. <laughs> Whereas this is just like we have nothing else. Like soundtrack, uh, cheap trick, surrender plays in the entire opening sequence. Probably for longer so than good. any of the uh, classic rock songs yeah. that plays at the are end always too. in these movies. But just stuff like that. It's just like yeah. This is exactly what if you go into this knowing what it is, which is just. Here's some like nostalgia, just you know, just snort it up, man. <laughs> Hell yeah! I don't know, like all the '80s things. Some <laughs> they always do that in these Adam Sandler movies. I feel like in the Happy Madison, there's always like a allusion to like oh, back in the olden days or whatever. Uh, and you could maybe criticize them for that a little bit, but in this one, it's so overt. It's like there's nothing else that this movie has to offer. Uh, yeah. Other than, I guess, a few entertaining performances and some one-liners. And that, to me, made it kind of okay. That it's just like, that's it. That's all I want to see. Did, did, that's fair. I, I could see that. Um, like, the alien storyline would actually provide depth. And we don't want, we just want nostalgia. We God, just want, no. like, a superficial, like, uh, that guy's that guy's wearing, like, cut up you know jeans with holes in the knees that yeah. guy's yeah I, I, that makes sense yeah but did you feel like you wanted more from the vintage game stuff like more characters more maybe a little bit more i i, I felt that way to be mined. they really they had three ba- major set pieces centipede pac-man and donkey kong mm-hmm. and then cubert as a character and then the uh fake game that was 
the uh, woman that yeah uh, the Josh Gad character was uh, in love with, which isn't even from a real game, but I guess it's kind of a '80s archetype. Yeah, I, um, I do think the um, the point yeah. earlier you, you um, I'm getting off that particular subject, but um, I do think those games the difference between those games and games now is like, you don't really have high scores in games. Mm. Now you don't have that no, sense yeah. of, I mean, it really is you're playing. It's more interactive because you're playing with not, you're not playing against a computer and mm. you, you know, have to do stuff. I, I imagine I don't play video games anymore, but I imagine that it's very mature. Do, like, it's very mature of you. <laughs> mature. I only watch Adam Sandler films. <laughs> uh, speaking of like, um, kind of like callbacks to the eighties, uh, there was this really great callback to the early nineties in uh, this movie. Uh-huh. Um, when, uh, it was actually a callback to Billy Madison, I thought. Oh, um, okay. So, so if you remember, uh, in Billy Madison, um, he there's a scene where he's at a dinner that his father is hosting with a bunch of board members uh-huh. and Billy Madison's just like eating and he's shown up late to the dinner and Eric, the antagonist in Billy Madison is kind of like making faces at him. And Billy Madison has a couple outbursts at him. Um, and his father yells at him and then like Billy Madison is like eating and like takes the hand of someone and like shakes it and then bites their hand as he's yeah, shaking yeah. their hand. It uh-huh. just kind of makes a, makes a whole, a, an ass of himself and hangs out a lot longer than he deserves to. And then is finally kicked out of the dinner. Um, and I thought that the scene in the situation room early on in the film where Chewie has invited his, his like nerd buddy in to mm-hmm. explain what's going on. And uh-huh. all of the generals and advisors are like, what the fuck is this oh, guy yeah, doing here? Yeah. Uh-huh. And they want him to leave but he doesn't just leave. Like he doesn't just walk away. He stands there and just makes fun of everybody. Like he yeah. calls one guy Zach Efron. There's an older woman and a and a nerdy young man, and he's like, "Oh, look, it's uh, it's Gandalf and Harry Potter in the same movie. How is this possible?" Um, and just you know, kind of riffs on you know uh-huh. a handful of people, and overstays his welcome. And uh, yeah, I immediately thought of Billy Madison there, and I was like, "That's just." Like that, I I hate to say that is the Adam Sandler I miss. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's the one I just want to see. I just want to see him, like, yeah. being a dipshit to people. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. The yeah, I'm waiting for the science. Billy Madison sequel, Billy Madison Two. Yeah. Back to, back. He has to, to do school it again. again. Yeah. <laughs> um. Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna run to the bathroom real fast. Okay. Want. Take like two. <laughs> I'll take a break. Okay. Yeah. Cool. He thinks I'm running to the bathroom too. He thinks I'm taking a break. Um, but I'm really just going to sit here and whisper. I assume he cuts these sections out. Um, but. I haven't stayed up to date on the on the podcast. I I was staying up to date, but then I found out he wasn't actually listening to them because I thought he was like listening to them, you know, as he was editing and getting it all ready. And I was like, okay, well, I'll listen too. And then I found out he wasn't even listening. And I was like, is it weird that I'm just listening to my own podcast? Like, 
aloud, you know, blaring with my windows open, just laughing my ass off, um, despite all of these um, noise complaints uh, from neighbors. And for a long time, I was like, no, no, it's not weird. It's not weird. It's not weird. Um, but here lately, I've thought, it's not weird, but maybe I just, I don't know. I don't have time. And so now I don't know if he's keeping this kind of stuff in, um, which is usually so rich with uh, humor and um, pathos. But I just... I don't know. I really don't know. Just thought I'd look through uh, these notes here. Do it. See what else we got. Hell yeah. might be uh, worth saying. Some of these notes I can't even remember writing. Credit song, Game On by Waka Flocka Flame featuring Good Charlotte. It sounds like a dream I had. <laughs> yeah, I added that. Uh, I don't know that I have much to say. Just <laughs> explain okay, okay. Okay. I, I really, no, it really felt surreal because it was like, dude, I, it hasn't been that long since I watched this. I do not, I mean, I remember that song and hearing it and thinking, okay, that's a song, but wow. Well, I got a, I got a bit of a criticism of the movie. I, I know you're not going to want to hear this, but uh, oh no. You know, I'm watching it and I'm thinking, uh, twice in the movie, we are told that they ha- the government had to cover something up, had to say mm-hmm. something else. Like, there's not an alien invasion. We're filming a beer commercial because they have to keep the public from panicking. And I was like, good God, has that ever aged poorly? I mean, it's always (laughs) bad, but like, I don't think people who lived through Trump and his COVID denial, for instance, Mm -hmm. could watch that now and not be like, huh, Yeah, hmm, maybe that's, maybe that's not what governments should do. (laughs) Maybe they should trust, maybe they should have a little more faith and the people they they're supposed to serve and represent. It's interesting maybe. because it's, it's such a tro- uh, trope of alien invasion movies like uh, mm-hmm. Independence Day and things like that. Of we gotta keep it a secret, and you know that's what uh, UFO uh, theorists, I guess, uh, many of them think the government is covering that up, uh, and we know the government is covering things up. But it's mostly just assassinations in in various countries uh, against popularly elected um, leaders. Yeah, it's usually uh, handing like duffel bags of money or uh, leaving caches of weapons in like Latin American countries Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, in the 80s. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe not as, maybe not so well covered up anymore, but. (laughs) I will say that's the most, you know, uh, not to get on conspiracy theorists, but. Yeah. That is something as an outsider that baffles me is like there are so many actual conspiracies, right? Like right there that you just, you know, like, oh, oh yeah, they yeah. overthrew that guy. They overthrew this, this you mm-hmm. know, president. They overthrew, you know, um, they just, dis- they intentionally disrupted this economy. Oh, they in- intentionally like promoted a misinformation campaign in this country. Um, 
all that kind of stuff. And then to be like, yep, uh, the vaccines are actually <laughs> mind control chips and we're going to be slaves to Bill Gates. Yeah, that is, isn't that odd? Isn't that a little odd? Um, yeah, it's... There is stuff that is seems interesting enough that is corroborated enough. I mean, there are some, like, weird avenues from all of the Cold War stuff, too, that you can go down. Oh, yeah. Who knows? Dude, I was listening to a podcast about uh, George H.W. Bush and all of his connections to the JFK assassination. Oh, (laughs) I didn't know anything about that. I mean, that's that's some crazy shit. Uh, I don't think uh, that it... I couldn't figure out that it, like... I I don't know that it led to anything conclusive, and that's the frustrating thing with most conspiracies. But it was was a non-anti-vaxxer conspiracy it was uh, like a conspiracy with some meat on the bones it's like right yeah yeah i mean I've, yeah <clears throat> i've gone down some of those rabbit holes as well and uh they give you some of those things they, they throw so much information at you and you're just like how much of this you need like t- at least two guys because otherwise it could just be some guy just telling a story <laughs> i don't know <laughs> really hard to unravel that shit but, yeah. but I think there's some some of these things aren't quite so hard to pinpoint reality and what might just be some guy making up a story, not the person presenting the information, but some guy that's like, oh yeah, I was the guy that delivered the scope to the mafia assassins that did JFK yeah. or something like that. Like yeah. and you're just like, I don't know, did this sounds okay but did is there any kind of corroboration or is this just some guy telling a story but i think there are enough things that like stuff involving like like i said latin american countries uh just some misdeeds of what uh conservative conspiracy theorists now call the deep state but it's has had other um some, it used to be called the octopus, I think. <laughs> or the blob. The blob is a good one. Mm, uh, yeah. I liked the blob. But basically, military-industrial uh, complex stuff. Uh, there, you know, there are enough of these that I think are rooted in what is now pretty much established. Is like, yeah, that happened. That was in the interest of the United States to uh, manipulate election here or to uh finance this coup here that you could spend your time and make your point just using that stuff and it's all actually if you look into it it's all pretty like exciting i mean not it's yeah. horrifying too but it's isn't that yeah. why you look into these things is to get that like this is horrifying but it's also pumping some kind of like excitement into me i don't know mm-hmm. like to that's like some unveil of the, the truth this. yeah i think yeah, there's, to, a, there's a there's mm-hmm. a drive for that uh, and yeah I'm, the the like comparison that i feel like is is maybe palpable would be like a scene where someone's house is on fire and what they're doing mm-hmm. is frantically going around and locking all the doors because they're in they're afraid that there's an intruder outside like you are focusing on something like completely uncertain and all of these kind of strange out there conspiracies 
when they are all right here at your fingertips. Like they, we know mm-hmm. all of this stuff. You can investigate all of this stuff. You can even like, you could probably organize to challenge, you know, the government to recognize some of these things that they've done. But mm-hmm. instead it seems that a, a large group of people just, it's, yeah. they're just, it's not even missing the forest for the trees. It's like missing the trees completely and focusing on some rock that they think is up ahead. Mm-hmm. So what is the, my my analogies yeah. are working really well today? <laughs> yeah, and I, I do. I wonder what what is the appeal for people that are attracted to some of these things? What is the appeal to learn about this, like you know, QAnon, this made up story about how uh, there's how like uh, Satan worshiping Illuminati elites are. Uh, harvesting the the blood of children to make yeah. uh, to get high. Well, that one of, seems legit. That to is me. the QAnon one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. like just these other ones. Before there was that, there was one that I was kind of fascinated by. That was, I think it was called Project Monarch. And it mm. had to do with uh, all this mind control that all the celebrities were part of the Illuminati and they were trying to mind control everybody. But like. Why is that so much more appealing to some people than just going back and being like, "Oh, look what happened in Guatemala in the nineteen in nineteen fifty four like like look what look what one. was yeah. happening in Venezuela like a year yeah. ago right. um, yeah. yeah, yeah, but no, it's like uh, I think David Bowie was like part of the Illuminati, and he was finally yeah. sick and tired, like the dude was like uh-huh. seventy years old, people start dying around that age, like that's just natural. But no, David Bowie had to, like, he wanted to go off to, like, Bermuda, so he had to fake his own death. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. So I I do find that interesting. I guess if I were more, even more conspiratorially conspiratorially minded, I would say they're they're trying to lead us on these other paths. Mm. But uh, I I kind of don't. I I think QAnon is a really good example of that. Like (laughs) some money is going into that. Some money is funding this, like this hysteria. There's got to be some, something pumping life into this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And and part of it is just the, the, the like uh, least common denominator appeal. Like, of course, everyone cares about children no one wants to you know children to be kidnapped or to tra- right. be trafficked and yeah and so like we all care and it's really hard to like have a debate with someone on facebook and be like hey can you not post this stuff because it's total bullshit it really but also shuts, i agree with what you're saying it yeah. really shuts it down that's why i hate mm-hmm. it that's kind of one of the things i hate about QAnon is like this is yeah this is bullshit but if I say that to you, you're going to accuse me of like, I don't yes. know, like horrible, horrible uh, negligence at, at best. So, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. So it's, yeah. Um, oh, there was a, oh, yeah. go ahead. No, you, go ahead. Okay. Ah. I was going to bring us back to the movie, but if you oh, want to keep talking the, conspiracy theories, that's cool too. Just one more about aliens, um, because that is, I think, where this started. Sigourney Weaver wasn't even in that movie. Yeah. Fucking A, man. Uh, oh, I, I, 
I don't know the how good the sourcing of this is, but one thing I have heard that is that the one of the U.S. Uh, sometimes called alphabet agencies, um, but the idea was pushed forward, or maybe by the Defense Department. I don't know. Uh, some alien uh, conspiracy theories were kind of uh, put out by some entity of the U.S. government or not to kind of steer people away from uh, weapons testing. So, like, the Air Force, I guess, or whoever would test a uh, new kind of airplane, they'd be like, we don't want people talking about that. People have seen it. We'll say, uh, somehow we'll, like, push forward these conspiracy theories about uh, area 51 and aliens and stuff oh like yeah that. yeah we'll pay we'll pay yeah. like five actors to get on tv uh-huh. at various times and say like oh i was you know abducted by aliens or something or i, or I, I saw the an alien in the sky i kind of suspect that whatever the extent of it was it was probably not even enough to account for how many people have uh, seen aliens or had mm-hmm. alien abduction experiences i can't uh i don't know what accounts for all of that there's different ideas out there but i do think that at least at one this i feel like this is our uh what's the word oh my god pocket uh pilot or something like that (laughs) (laughs) hidden pilot i don't know but oh yeah yeah uh pilot for our uh, future podcast that we're going to do where we explore Mm-hmm. The untold mysteries of stuff. Stuff. stuff <laughs> That's actually a great title. The untold mysteries of stuff and things. Yeah. Um. Anyway, let's bring it back to the movie here. For did you finish your thought? I'm sorry. Up. Yeah, yeah. I the don't. aliens. I get. And no, I, I will think, say. Yeah. I just. I want to share this quote. Uh-huh. And uh, we'll play a little game. It's called, Did Trump Say It? Or is it a Pixels quote? Uh, and I'll try to do a good Trump impression. Okay. <clears throat> uh, these civilians have better insight into our current crisis than my entire administration. I don't know. It didn't sound like Trump to me. No, it didn't. I knew it as I was doing it, and I kind of uh, tried to lean in a little harder, and then I yeah. think it went east coast. And yeah, no, no, no. But it's good. It was good. I like. I think okay. you. His voice is. Is higher than. Maybe than a lot of people's instinct is. The my instinct the would be to try to do it. Is he here? Holy shit. Um, I I think that's a quote from Pixels, actually. It is, yeah. The president of the United States in Pixels right. says it. But I thought it was just another great moment of, uh, mm, that's not going to age too well. Ooh, right. 2015. <laughs> a lot can change in five years. Yeah. But the, 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 the funny thing there to me, uh, viewers, if you don't know about Trump, is that he hired... Um, 
essentially civilians for half of his cabinet um, to quote run things, but really it ended up just being to uh, perpetually sabotage things for four years straight. Yeah. So yeah. Like, wasn't the Uber guy involved in transportation, or the Hardee's guy was involved in something? The the ex CEO <laughs> of so. of uh, I about that, yeah. The ex CEO of his, um, uh, oh, what's that guy? Rex Rex Tillerson. Who? Oh yeah, Exxon Mobil. Exxon Mobil, yeah, was was uh, Secretary That's right. of State. He was Secretary of State. I think. I think so. Yeah. That was funny. Um, yeah, he drained <laughs> the swamp, but he... <laughs> it was funny, kind of. Yeah. It wasn't The only way to that, uh, drain this swamp is with uh, oil. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he drained the swamp by... Um, I mean, half the guys were just the same, whatever, like, uh, gen- military generals that were already there. Yeah. And then yeah. the other people were just uh, private, big business. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's like we'll put okay. Here. Who hates education? Or fucking most? like Steve Bannon oh. for a little bit. Let's let's bring <laughs> Betsy DeVos like in there. Yeah. Yeah. Like who oh who has God. always hated yeah. the U U P the USPS? Um, whatever that guy's name is. Let's 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 tap him for right um, running the, yeah, the post yeah. office. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, this has Comedy. been our <laughs> horrible, our, horrible to live through. Our, uh, our, our mini pilot, our, our pocket, this is our pocket pilot for uh, our, our Trump retrospective podcast, which I would not be able to physically live through, I'll just say. So I right. <laughs> can't do that. Did but, it once, uh, yeah. Not going to do it uh, again. No, never again, I hope. We'll see. 2024, who knows? Probably. Uh, yeah, so so Probably let something. me, let me, let me, let me ask you something. Would you okay. recommend Pixels, the 2015 Adam Sandler film? Uh, so I talked earlier that it's just deliver- kind of delivering the goods, the nostalgia goods. And if you just want to be kind of slapped in the face with uh, this certain kind of nostalgia, I kind of, I, I think I would. I did actually enjoy it. It has a little just enough uh you know maybe brought to you by chris columbus but uh of a good movie kind of not really not yeah yeah a good movie but i don't know like competently put together and produced and stuff um and it just so i compared it earlier to ready player one and i'd say that i liked it better than ready player one just because i felt like it's just ready player one maybe wanted to aspire to be a better movie and this was just like nah. yeah i remember <laughs> people being really big on ready player one like the yeah. book at least and uh-huh. like some grad students at miami taught it in their classes oh, okay and, yeah um, they liked it but i i did not read it or see it i did there check it out from the library but i didn't okay I didn't. so but that's i mean i think that's a good uh that's a helpful recommendation like it does this nostalgia thing pretty well, and it does it better than movies that take themselves more seriously. And this one doesn't take itself seriously at all. So, like, yeah, no, I yeah, think, it um, doesn't. Yeah, I, I think it's. Oh, I mean, it's a rare. 
Adam Sandler movie in that it is heavily action based. I mean, the, mm-hmm. the last half of the movie is just action and like, you know, action star action stuff, like jumping mm-hmm. over things yeah. and running and, and like shooting guns and stuff. So, um, so I think in that sense, I could see recommending it, uh, just because it's like, it's kind of unique and there's not, you know, in a way it's like, if you've seen one of his rom-coms, you've kind of seen them all. Mm-hmm. But this is this is kind of a unique um, yeah, departure for him. Yeah, I don't know if he him. does have another. Does he have another action movie? Going overboard. Nothing has come into mind. <laughs> Wait, no, actually, uh, bullet bulletproof. <laughs> oh, bulletproof. Yeah. 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 Never mind. I'd re- if you want to watch. If you really want to watch Pixels, <laughs> just watch Bulletproof. You're going to get the same experience. Now, yeah. I think the thing that's keeping me from wanting to recommend it is uh, that still, I, I think you're right about the ending. But for me, the last half of this movie, just everything kind of, it doesn't so much fall apart as that as it's just forgotten and uh-huh. never brought back. And it's like, okay, like it, it, I feel like I'm complaining about the fact that the movie didn't hit all the cliche plot points I wanted it to, <laughs> but I wanted it to hit all those cliche plot points. This is an Adam Sandler movie, for God's sake. For God's sake. sakes. Come on. Um, so I don't think I'm going to recommend it. So that keeps my recommendation tally at like two and it's the cobbler and eight crazy nights, I think. So there you go. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think I mine is every movie except for those ones. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. That is A real weird. odd couple we turned out to be. Anything else you want to, you know, you want to share? Um, well, I'll share uh, earlier, I didn't want to spoil this. Now I can. Uh, at the very end of the movie, Qbert transforms into the character from the video game that Josh Gad is in love with uh, so that he gets to marry his video game sweetheart. And what I wanted to say earlier was just maybe they made her a fictional video game character instead of from a real video game because they didn't want to deal with whatever with having... <laughs> the main characters fuck a video game a real video game character and then I was like no I would have to actually take that back because Josh Gad actually does fuck Hubert in this movie at the end of the movie yeah and that's I think the conclusion of the movie really so yeah is he has a lot of baby Cuberts and he has baby Cuberts yes with which you know I guess the thing that really disturbed me about all of that was I was just like, are these, are these particular aliens, even like truly sentient? Like, do they, do they have like thoughts and feelings and desires, or is he kind of like, sleeping with and marrying like a, a rudimentary kind of, like, essentially like the alien equivalent of a robot that we would have. But it seems like Kubert oh, can they talk just made and this, like, can share, and this really when basic, it came to yeah, the the program. reds, red Lisa, yeah, I, I was very confused about like how these things operated because they seemed to ju- just be kind of mindless. Like Pac Man mm-hmm. was like, I just have to crunch; I can't stop yeah. even when it comes to my maker, you know, standing in front of me. Um, but no, I guess Kubert has like you know a personality, and yeah, um, you know. But is that so, just so it, it makes sense. How they 
programmed Qbert based on their oh, interpretation of the old. My God. Yeah. So, I don't know. But that goes to the question: Do we even know if other people are real, or are we just hmm. alone in a, a brain in a vat, experiencing a simulation? Yeah, an evil demon really is know? sending yes. sensations to us. That how do we know that we're not in the matrix? Yeah, right. I think that's the problem of other minds. Is I know my own, uh, I know my own mind intimately, but I don't know others. Don't know. Um, and so there's no you reason to, to assume. So I think you have to take his leap of faith, and I think that he took that leap of faith and was like, I or think you don't, and you just think real. all of these people are machines. They are Nothing tools matters. at my disposal. This is my world. Um, and until I get the upper hand, I have to play along, but my time will come. Uh, the Peter Dinklage character was based on, I wrote it down. Oh, this is great trivia. This is some trivia. Peter Dinklage was based on uh, Billy Mitchell, who was in the documentary King of Kongs. He was a uh, world champion, I think, of Donkey Kong and Pac-Man uh, at some point a few years ago. And then... Uh, just as the Peter Dinklage character, spoiler for Pixels, <laughs> uh, gets busted for cheating at the games in this movie, uh, Billy Mitchell later, after this movie came out in 2018, uh, it came out that he might have been cheating at the games as well. What are you going to do with that, wow. man? Can't write that. But I guess they did write oh, it. Oh, you know what, though? What's that? Um, they take uh, it back? But Mitchell successfully appealed to reverse the Guinness removals in June okay. 2020. Twin Galaxies did not reverse their disqualifications, leading Mitchell to file defamation lawsuits against Twin Galaxies and others in 2020. That's tough. Hmm. So he's still the king. Or not, or yes. Yeah. Um. Man, so we're running pretty long here. Uh, I did want to share my story just... Uh, about myself just it was fun for me to see these old arcade game characters because I have this nostalgia for them but I grew up in the 90s uh, and didn't really have access to these games so but I for some reason I was like as a kid I was like obsessed with the idea of video games uh, yeah even though I had access to a fairly limited amount of them so I would check out books from the library and my public library had all these old uh, tips and tricks and strategy uh, guides for yeah. 80s arcade games. So I would read the entire strategy for a game like uh, Asteroids, or like, I think there's one called Missile Commando, or the ones in this movie, <laughs> Centipede, uh, Cuber, all these different ones. Galaga, yeah. And, yeah, and I'd read these st like in-depth strategies for how to get the high score on them, and I would like imagine what the games were in my head. <laughs> Damn, that yeah. is the cutest thing ever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, Man, that's great. I, never, I think it, never played some of them still. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't have the same exact kind of origin story of of gamer guy as you do, but um, I think part of it might also just be generally that we kind of revere these games because we know that they like were the mm. video games at a time mm. you know like they, we wouldn't have the video games we have if it weren't for these like mm. first early ones 
and then also that we still saw them periodically like i remember um there's a pizza king restaurant in richmond mm-hmm. um um you gotta try it if you're ever in richmond indiana <laughs> and uh they have a pac-man arcade game by okay. the cash register and they've always had that mm-hmm. and so i can remember like playing pac-man and like these you know very brief moment you know moments here and there yeah. as a kid um I can also remember my mom because my mom was very young when she had me and she played a lot of those games. And I think uh-huh. she like she like beat Galaga or like uh-huh. got her highest score ever on Galaga while uh-huh. she was in labor with me. Uh-huh. Oh. Um, yeah, she was like didn't want to go to the hospital yet, yet, even though she was yeah. in labor um, because she was like in the middle of a, of a Galaga game and just kicking major uh-huh. ass. Um, yeah. So, yeah, they, they just they have such a there's just such a connection to them and we're never going to find out that they did really creepy stuff back in the eighties or the nineties. Right. That's the other great thing about video games is you're never going to discover that like, Oh yeah, there's a whole scandal about Pac-Man. I guess throughout (laughs) the nineties, he was just like doing a lot of drugs and harassing, like sexually harassing everyone he came into contact with. That is a good, uh, weird point, but you're right. Of the icons (laughs) that we have, that's one that, and we don't have a strong connection to the people that created them. No. <laughs> I guess the exception, they had the Pac-Man creator. It was a cameo in this movie. I never knew anything Was that really him? him? I don't know. I think probably. But Oh, that's uh, cool. You know, the exception might be the uh, Donkey Kong, oh, was it Shigaru Miyamoto, something like that. Uh, real game heads will know and no, that I probably mispronounced that, but uh, um, but yeah, we don't know who made them. Unlike, we do know who, like the author of maybe a favorite fictional character. So even fictional mm-hmm. characters can become tainted, but we don't care who made <laughs> Galaga. <laughs> we just nope, don't. nope. So it's just like Galaga is pure. It's... No one can take that away from us. Except, unfortunately, Galaga was actually involved in the uh, assassination of Patrice Lumumba. Mm. Oh, shit. It's too soon, man. Too soon. All right. The Poisonwood Bible by Barbara Kingsolver. Great book. (laughs) (laughs) And with that, if you want to get into contact with us... You Plug can it. email us at the number four and the letters A S podcast at. Oh, I thought you were gonna. Usually, Chris chugs the as I'm reading the email, <laughs> and I try to go slower and slower, so right. he just has to keep chugging. No, uh, sorry, the letter belch. four. No, the number. It's a number. Four is a number. So the f- number four letters A S and then the word podcast at gmail.com. That's four A S podcast at gmail.com. Um, Chris, tell us one more little story while I check the old email. One more little what? Factoid? One, one more little factoid while I check the, the email. I don't know, man. I'm looking through it. I think I might have had something. Uh, the composer of the soundtrack for Pixels uh, is named Henry Jackman. He also did Wreck-It Ralph. The soundtrack for that another you wrote that too didn't you see i got confused about that as well that's why i wrote chris in front of it but 
maybe you thought oh. when you were reading it, you were like, oh, I gotta tell, I gotta tell Chris this. So I must have written Chris. Chris. Yeah. Oh, I uh, think I, yeah. I was thinking Chris Columbus, and I saw Chris Composer, and I was like, oh. I don't know okay. why I would have written that. Yeah. Uh, are you done? Yeah. Okay. There's a lot of emails. I'm not going to get into them right now. I'll have to call through and, and select some for next time. But, um, yeah, shoot us an email if you'd like to be featured in the show. And uh, with that, any final last words? I, I got nothing. I, I think I all right, well, said it all. All right. Well, until next time, um, hibbity dibbity. Hibbity dibbity. Hibbity dibbity. Hibbity dibbity. Hibbity dibbity. Gods, get me out of here. It's that mean centipede killer. I hope he don't zap me with his space gun. How are you, Eddie? Sup, second place. Oh, and your sidekick here, President I didn't know you can have an approval rating so catastrophic. Okay, look, Eddie, here's what we need. I know what you need. You need the Fire Blaster. Who's the Fire Blaster? Me. That's my nickname, Sugar Bones. Oh, yeah, that's right. The one you made up for yourself. Yeah, who cares who made it up? It's totally tubular. Yeah. See, this is why I don't think I can have Brenner on my team. He's just not really a gamer. Break out a bag of quarters, pick a game, I'll destroy you at it. Oh, I'll pick a game, all right. Ho, 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 ho.